comes Carrie uh, coming down the stairs, cascading down the stairs like some kind of slumber queen. And she was just like, <laughs> oh, you're here? I didn't hear the doorbell. I didn't know. And I was like, all right, handful. Um, and that's how we got here. And that was two hours ago. And we're just now recording. So. And I feel really bad because I decided that I was going to rest my eyes. Um, and I fell asleep. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Critical Math Drop podcast with your favorite math teachers, Carrie Coca and Michelle Cody. Yo, it's the end of the year, kind of. Uh, 2024 is uh, rapidly approaching us. I remember last episode, the one with Leanne, we talked about uh, signing up for the blessed and highly favored uh, oh, yes. plan for, for 2024, and that is still um, on our mission. But before we go, you know how Spotify always does like wrap up at the end of the year about the music that you listen to. And so at the end of the year, it's either super cringe or you realize that you need your life <laughs> together because it's like, why am I listening to so many uh, of the same songs? And... What I did realize about myself is I live in two camps. I'm either listening to Christian music or Nuck If You Buck music. So clearly that's kind of wraps up how um, my What's life is. What's Nuck If You Buck You know, music? like, just like ready to fight, you know, oh. little, little John and Eastside okay, Boys, okay. like, just like, boom, boom, like I'm you, writing. I didn't know you listen to Christian music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Oh. I do. I love a little bit of gospel music. I think that it's like, it preys on my spirit because I'm either going to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think gospel is different than Christian music. Well, I listen to gospel music. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. A little Kirk Franklin, a little, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thousands. Like, I, it's an rotation. Also, you know, I also, yeah, I have a lot of different songs. And I remember actually being in college, my friends used to laugh at me because my playlist back in the days in college would be like, Thank you, Jesus, and I'm gonna beat you all like they're all like, together, right next together, <laughs> and that just shows the complexity of who I am as a person, as a human. Um, so, anyways, now that we are podcast worthy, shout first of all, shout out that we have a podcast on Apple, on Spotify. We are also on Live Nation, iHeartRadio, no, iHeartRadio. Sorry, iHeartRadio. And there was this fourth one that I recently saw. I was like, ooh, we need to get on that. Um, in, in an attempt for you to be like, let me listen to them on all of these things. Like, just click on. Click on <laughs> all of these things. Sign up, subscribe. Um, What's the fourth one? I can't Stitch remember. Stitch or something like that? I don't remember. I was just like driving. I was like, ooh, that's another place that we can post our stuff um, for our 27 followers. Oh, my God, Carrie. First of all. Y'all, we are like live and in person, sitting in at the person same table, in San Jose. A uh, I drove. Oh, I'm actually going to tell the story. Okay, I'm I figured we should actually. No, it's okay. I don't care. We, of Carrie. Yeah, so, we can embarrass me. I feel if bad. Anybody, like, so I've been having uh, an interesting week. Uh, last Monday, I was driving on the freeway 280. Thank God there was no traffic. My tire blew. And then I had to like ask my dad to come get me because I'm still asking my dad to help. To which my mom actually decided to get me AAA uh, 
for Christmas. She was like, Triple A is the best. Triple A. And she was like, I got you the 200 miles. So that's right, y'all. <laughs> if you ever get stranded with me, we out here. We could be hella far and we still getting home. That's exciting. Um, But then uh, my battery died the next day. And the following day, like I was buying snacks for the students because I run student government in my school. And I was at Costco buying health snacks for these little beautiful humans. And my phone either dropped or cracked or one of those boxes fell on top of this cracked my screen. And uh, then so I called to get my screen fixed to which Verizon was like, oh, JK, we actually dropped your screen protection plan in August. And I was like, wait, what? So they're like, if you want to get your screen fixed, it's like $150. So I had to have this like whole conversation and they'd be like, I didn't sign up. Anyways, so I'm here working on half a screen of phone. Like sometimes my screen turns on halfway. Sometimes it doesn't turn on at all. It um, has me going back to my inner uh, map quest. The girl, girl got to figure out how to get places and remember. So Carrie was like, can you come down to San Jose? And I was like, yeah, yeah I was coming down in person. And we'll record in person. And so in my car, my phone works because I have this, I, you know, have the screen. I have the screen in my car, so I can be able to like put that stuff in. And so here I am putting the carrier's address in. And I get down here. I get get down here, (laughs) y'all. And something told me, I was like, let me just look and see what exit I'm supposed to get off on. And so it told me exit like 288 or something. And then my uh my screen decided it's overheat because I had the heater on and it was like, and I was like, oh, so I'm really trying to figure out how to get to her house. Right. And so I get off, I get off. I had like three X's I had to choose from because they all three X's have the same number, but not the same name. And I was like, I'm just going to try to figure this out. I get to off the freeway. I turn off my car, turn it back on again. And suffice to say, I chose the right one. So here I am driving to Carrie's house. I get there. Right. And I just want to be like very clear, like uh, Carrie lives in a really nice neighborhood. And, you know, I am, you know, I am a black woman. So in this world, I get very nervous about just going to people's houses and knocking on people's doors because I ain't trying to be on nobody's T-shirt or statistic or hashtag. Right. And so I get to the house and outside her house, she definitely has something that's says Hawaiian on the outside. And I was like, I think this is a house. I looked at the oh, and, oh, 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 pause. I have no cell reception. So I get to her house and myself like my cell phone was like, I don't want to work anymore. Good poot. And I was like, great. So, you know, when you open up your email, you're still able to like see old emails that you opened up. So I got her address. I go to the front, I ring the doorbell, and she has one of those rings, and it like it rings, it rings. And I was like, man, I'm not trying to go on anybody's horror movie. It rings again, and then it goes, We're not here. Would you like to leave a message? And I was like, no, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so here I am, like schlepping myself back to the car, and I was like trying. Mind you, I have a broken screen, and I'm can't even like the touch screen doesn't work. So I'm using the stylus to try to like haphazardly text her uh, email that might not go through. And I'm like outside. We'll wait twenty minutes. Let me know. So I'm just sitting in the car, and I see like one neighbor roll by, and I was like, okay, I got about two more neighbors before I have to like leave the premises because it comes this whole like different situation and so i get out the car again because at this point i'm like i have to pee and i'm ready to like you know no harm no foul like i'm like i hope she's not in the house on another podcast so i ring the door one more time it rings it rings it rings and again it doesn't do anything and so like i'm just kind of standing there kind of stuck like 
do I drive the 50 minutes back to San Francisco? Do I try to find somewhere I could get reception? Mm, I don't know. What should I do? What should I do? And as I'm walking, uh, Carrie's parents like pull into the driveway <laughs> and I'm staying there with a box. And so I'm definitely on her dad say, I think that's your package. And your mom gets out the car and I was like, I'm here for Carrie. <laughs> and uh, her parents were wonderful. They had a complete anniversary. That was great. And then here comes Carrie uh, coming down the stairs, cascading down the stairs like some kind of slumber queen. And she was just like, <laughs> oh, you're here? I didn't hear the doorbell. I didn't know. And I was like, all right, here, fool. Um, and that's how we got here. And that was two hours ago, and we're just now recording. So. And I felt really bad because I decided that I was going to rest my eyes. Stop it. Um, <laughs> and I fell asleep. She Sorry, did. Michelle. That's okay. I got I in. I felt so bad. So um, her mom is now my favorite Coca um, ever. There you go. Hashtag you've dropped to third place. <laughs> your mom, your we dad. We invited her. She's sitting right there. That's she can okay. hear us talking. That's okay. That's all right. But she decided she doesn't her want to join us. right. That's her right, okay, <laughs> my friend. Um, so anyway, so we're talking about, I don't know how we got to this, but we're talking about um, uh, Spotify. And, and so Spotify, I didn't know this, but Carrie let me know that it is the same thing for podcasters and it kind of wraps up your year. So here are uh, sp- five cool things that Spotify told us about our podcast. Um, first of all, we are the top nine podcasts for, oh no, we're the top, excuse me, we're the top podcast for nine of our fans that's right and i'm pretty sure one of those is my mama it better be my mama um i don't know what that means i don't know if people give us a fives and that's how that makes it who knows but for I think, nine of you i think it's about um how many times you listen yeah okay well for nine of you beautiful humans out there thank you for choosing me yeah. every week i appreciate it they should email us or message us on instagram so we can give them a shout out by we name should. If you are that person. I think one of them might be my student. Oh. Faye. Mm-hmm. Hi, Faye. What's up? UNLV grad. UNLV. Outstanding graduate award from President Whitfield at graduation. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, our number one episode, our top episode is episode one. I have mixed feelings about that. I don't know if y'all listen to episode one, you're like, uh, I'm done. I'm cool. No problem. Um, if that's not the case, you need to finish the other episodes, friends. We got to be out here. Like every day I'll be looking like, I want to one day get an email from, from Apple or, Pod- or Spotify being like, yo, we're going to elevate you to the top. You're on the top. You're here. We didn't made it. Um, I secretly think my principles, like <laughs> as soon as you make it, you're quitting. I was like, I ain't quitting. I'm just going to be extra. I'm going to walk in like a diva. Like, did you watch my podcast? Uh, even though I actually, like I said, I haven't told any of my coworkers. Um, but they do. Your coworkers know. I have maybe three or four of them. I'm like really like, secretive about my this is my secret life the secret <laughs> life of a podcaster <laughs> <laughs> math teacher by day critical math podcaster by night um i actually like matthew listened to one of his episodes with his girlfriend oh yeah we're in the car and they actually listened so they were like oh it was good and i was like really and he was like yeah mom and i was like okay. oh i don't know hi you know, matthew he's a, he's a who knows what um you know, teenagers. It says that we've created 284 minutes of content, but I don't know when they stopped that because I feel yeah. like that math ain't math. Ain't. I think it was at the beginning of December they did those stats. Okay. I was like, that math, Spotify, ain't a mathin'. 
And then for 19 of our folks, we're the top five. And for 27 of our folks, we are the top 10. So we are piercing. Um, and I, I wonder if that 19 and the 27 are the same people or they're different demographics. Oh, that's true. I don't know. So I don't know if it's like 36 mm -hmm. people that we out here in the right, top. Right, right. Or if it's 27 people mm -hmm. and then of those 27, 19. So, I mean, it was cool. It felt good to know that um, some people are out there are still jamming and vibing with us. And we have a lot more to say. We're kind of struggling a little bit with our, uh, what we're going to say, but we're here. Okay. So now we're like 12 minutes into this podcast and I've talked a whole bunch of times. That's okay. Uh, Carrie's going to talk about our, uh, what you do. With Dinner party protocol. Yes. 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 I'm ready to listen. And I'm going to interject. Uh, this is. Carrie, you're going to have your Beyonce moment, and I'm going to be Kelly and Michelle. Ooh, in the background. <laughs> I love all of your analogies and metaphors. Uh, yeah, so I did the uh, critical math job dinner party protocol card. So I, I printed them out. I cut them up. Just put them in color. No. Sorry to Carrie's family. She didn't think enough of you to print them in color. <laughs> I cut them out. I put them, you know, a little envelope, and then I asked everyone to choose a card or two that they could answer. You didn't laminate them either. How do I? How am I going to laminate them? You don't have a laminator at school. You know what? You know what? You are a college professor now, so you you've lost a lot of your street cred. I have like a printer and a laminator. I have like a half office at my house just in case in the middle of the night I'm feeling. You have a laminator at home. Yeah, I have one of those oh. portable laminators. I'm Actually, gonna have to get. I'm gonna have They're to like get one of those. Twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, I'm gonna have Target. to get one of those. Shout out to Target. Target, you want to be a sponsor? Okay. <laughs> and uh, so everyone picked one out, and my brother went first, and he answered about his proud math moment. He tried to have his kids also answer some of the questions. We just asked them, they're three and five. So we just asked them to answer like one word, like, what are you grateful for? One of the appreciation type ones. And, and then, oh, my mom talked about how her relationship with math has changed and that she used to like, she used to not like it. She thought it was difficult. And then when she took uh, math classes again at Mission College, because she wanted to go into computer science, that's when she realized that she liked it and she thought it was a lot easier than before. I think that's interesting because I feel like that is a strong, significant part of the population, especially those who use math, who did math in college or use math at work, um, that they had some trauma mm -hmm. in their math class because up until now, and, and still some math classes, math is taught very root, like memorize this, um, and don't understand why you're doing it. And let's not make a connection to why this is important. And so for those of us who can memorize things and can kind of like boom, 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 right? It makes sense. But for those of us who need something to anchor it, it, it with, like most people, like studies show that you, you learn things when you make your, when your synapses are firing and they make a connection to something that you've already known. And so this whole idea of teaching math in the silo of just like information that is not anchored into anything. It's just equivalent of throwing, it's throwing seeds on a barren grass and some seeds are going to plant, some seeds are going to grow, but the seeds that are actually like took the time to dig into something and were, and were able to cover by the, by the ground, they're able to grow and have a stronger connection. 
we need to start um, looking at that. Yeah, and that actually connects exactly to my dad's story, which was his seventh grade math teacher, Mrs. Murphy, told his class that when they were learning fractions, that they were going to use it later in their life. And my dad thought, like, no, that's really not true, but that he actually uses what he learned. But she did teach them in a rote way. So she taught them to memorize the um, decimal equivalent of every fraction. So they memorized all of those. So I thought at first when he said that she had us memorize fractions, that it was like, oh, okay, you're going to memorize one fourth plus one fourth equals one half or, you know, something of that nature. But it was actually the decimal equivalents that they had to memorize. So I actually remember in high school having to remember powers and we had tests and I had to know the, oh. the squares, the squares, like we oh, had the square all, roots. The squares, no, the squares, the oh. squares of like, and I want to say we had to go all the way up to like something like it was in was it in my geometry class? It was in some class that I had, and, and we got a quiz every day and memorizing the squares. And I was like, this is stupid. Why do I need this? It is stupid. Let me be very clear. However, when I'm teaching math with the kids, there's definitely some squares that I'm able to be like when we're talking about squares and I'm. Um, we're talking about powers with the students and exponents. There's, you know, I got the first like 30, like memorized. That could be like, boom, this is this, mm. this, um, because of that. So, yeah, see, I don't remember having to memorize things like that. That's the only thing I remember. I don't like times tables. I, re I remember memorizing that. Yeah. I don't remember. I do not remember learning how to memorize times tables, but I know we did it. Because mm -hmm. I know that this was, that was a thing that you, you had to do, right? And, and we went to school at the time where like, you, standards were different. Like if you didn't pass the standards, you didn't get moved on to the next grade. So these are things that like actually oh. had to happen mm -hmm. versus now, you know, we do more social promotion, especially until they get to ninth grade, which I have mixed feelings about it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a rug to be pulled under a kiddo who's not been given the structure to be successful and it failed classes, failed classes, failed mm -hmm. classes. And yeah, because then on. they come to high school teachers and, you know, I used to teach high school. Yeah. And I feel like kids didn't really understand like, oh, you actually, yeah, you actually need to pass this because that's what all their other teachers told them also, but it just was like an I empty. I all the time in sixth yeah. grade, like, you got to pass these classes. Like, you yeah. have to pass. You have to try. But it ends up not it. being true if the school is actually just doing social promotion. That's why then when they get to high school, it's yeah. like they don't believe you. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. uh, it's um, it's unfair because I, I – yeah, it's just unfair for the students. Mm -hmm. um, but your dad also had a little bit of a traumatic math experience. Yes. Right? So he – when he was in college, he was taking a math class. And okay, mind you, my, my dad is really into math. He was an accountant for his whole career. And he asked the professor questions about the content. And the professor decided to go on a tirade and yell at him about students don't pay attention, blah, blah, blah. And my dad decided to drop the class. So I think a lot of people have those experiences with teachers and professors trying to blame I, oh my god when i listen to your story kids. can i just say this i definitely reflect on like oh my god 
someday I'm going to be somebody's teeth story that they're telling at the table because I'm pretty sure I've fussed students to be like, you are paying attention. I just said this. And then there's so many memes about like, so there's, there's two camps. There's the camps of like people who like shame kids for not understanding the content. And that's horrible. Like shaming a kid for not understanding something is absolutely the antithesis of what you're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. as a classroom teacher, right? Um, and then there's a camp of like, no, I just said this instructions like four times. I wrote in a smoke signal. I like, I also like, I wrote it. I said it. It's I, on I the handout. It's on the handout. Like your classmate. I did an interpretive dance about it right there in front of everybody. It was amazing. It was magical. And you still are like, what? What are we doing? And so I think that we we have to like pause as like human educators to be like, is this person asking us a question because they actually don't understand the content, or are they asking us a question because they weren't paying attention? And, mm -hmm. um, and the fact that your job was in college experiencing that, it seems like it's a little bit more of the like the the teacher was out of pocket from <laughs> how mm -hmm. they were coming at a, um, a college student, even though. College students are so are sometimes interesting humans too. Um, but it was it was like it made an impact, right? Mm -hmm. But it didn't stop your dad. Right. You still right. continue to pursue um, a mathematical like degree and um, career. And career. So it doesn't it didn't stop him. However, mm -hmm. if you're somebody who's on the bubble, that little side comment. Right. Because you've mm -hmm. already feeling mm -hmm. not math worthy. Mm -hmm. That little comment could be like, well, there you go. Mm -hmm. The professor said I can't do it. So that means I can't do it. And so we have to be mindful of like, you know, uh, I think and this is such an inappropriate comment. But I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I think about Biggie, Biggie Smalls when he was talking about the landlord. Who's, this, first of all, I'm not condoning selling drugs. But in the song... If you don't know, now you know. He talks about like how somebody was calling the cops when he was just trying to sell drugs to feed his child. Not the same equivalent. I'm talking about, I'm not saying selling drugs is not I'm not saying that, boy. But that moment, that memory stuck out to him enough for him to like repeat it on a song. And so there are moments, there are interactions that uh, these babies have. And when I use the word babies, I mean K through any learner. They have that that can hit the cord and get people to be like, it's made an impact to me so much that either I either used it as a trampoline to jump off, or mm -hmm. I use it as quicksand, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a the dichotomy is real. Um, yeah. And there's a scholar who does work on that that I don't remember their name, but yeah, it's real. Maybe we can find that. Yeah, my um, scholar sister, Dr. Rochelle Gutierrez, has mentioned the person's work, and I don't recall. Okay. Um, so you did this again with your homies. So you yes. Oh, wait. Okay. So I do, should I share my story, too, that I shared oh, yeah, with my yeah, family? Yeah. Okay. So the story, the question that I answered was, who has been most influential to your math learning? Mm -hmm. And I said that it was my mom. Mm -hmm. And, and your mom did not have an all oh, sweetie moment at all. <laughs> she, had a, she had a little bit of a smart comment. I appreciate it. I was like, okay. She said, okay. So what my mom said was my mom said I was being a smart aleck. <laughs> so she decided to give me a math problem that she thought I couldn't figure out. So she gave me 25 times 25. 
She said, she said I was able to figure it out before she did it in the calculator, which that must have included time to go get the calculator. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I was like, that doesn't, I don't understand. And I, I, my recollection, what I think that I did was I was using tick marks to count four quarters would make a dollar. So I would do four 25s was a hundred. Right. And then I counted all the way up to, and I counted 25 tick marks. And then I realized, um, I had the five bundles and then one extra 25 to be 525. Right. Cause the four quarters makes a hundred. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So I would have done, uh, I don't know if back then, but now I would have done, I would have broke the 20 up and I would have said 20 times 10 mm-hmm. is 200. 20 times 10 is 200. 20 times five. Uh, what is 20 times five? 100. 100. But then I'm missing. And do that right. Because there's the 20, there's the five left, five yeah. times five left. Oh, yeah. I would have just said five times five. I would have been. Uh, yeah. I would have done. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I would have been. Okay. I would have been. Uh, this is I would have done 20 times 10, 20 times 10. Yeah. And then I would have done um, 25 times five. Was that what it gave me? 125. And then 400 plus 200 plus 200 is 400 plus 125. We're getting 525. Huh. But I think when she gave it to me, you did the. I think I I I I don't think I was even old enough to to do that to do that yet. I think I was, I was probably like not even in kindergarten, or I don't know. We'll have I will have to ask her. Wow, that was you were doing twenty five times twenty five. But I did it with tick marks. That's why I did it with tick marks, because I wasn't I wasn't advanced enough yet to do it that way. That's so amazing. And it's it's interesting because I also read stuff like when you give younger students more complicated mm-hmm. or what you perceive to be more complicated uh, reasoning problems, not necessarily math, but like reasoning, mm-hmm. um, they approach things differently and they're more open to their approach. They're not so saddled. It's the same thing if we, when you do the marshmallow tower, when you take the spaghetti. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They say the people who do the absolute best are like kindergartners and first graders because oh, they know how to work that. together mm-hmm. and they're open and folks who do the worst are like lawyers and like architects because people are so caught up in like mm-hmm. it's that this that specialization right like when when you're not feeling well the reason why you go to a generalist is because a generalist is able to like look at things openly mm. and be like let me do all the gamuts but you would never go to a cardiologist when you have a headache mm-hmm. because a cardiologist is always going to look at the heart when mm-hmm. it's actually your brain. And so this notion of just like, sometimes we get so embedded in the specialization of something that we don't, we're not able to look at the full um, picture. And, you know, and, and it might actually also run true with like, there's this differentness about elementary school teachers because they do have to teach everything and they have to make sure things are more connected for the students versus when the content might more be more difficult in middle school and high school and in college, the content might be more difficult, but their ability to like 
understand and appreciate teaching those foundational stuff is way more complicated, um, I believe, in the K-5 uh, world. Well, and my mom, I have to ask her because remember I told you that my mom got her teaching certification. Yeah. She stayed an extra year at SF State to get her certification. And I don't know, I think it was elementary. So maybe she also had some type of understanding too of teaching strategies because I mean, she, I also used to be her navigator. So the story that you told about MapQuest. So for people who are as old as Michelle and I are. Oh, sorry, Carrie's older. I'm still young. <laughs> Don't try to play me. My kids think but, I'm 23. But we used to drive with maps. Yeah. We used to drive with maps. Like we I didn't, didn't drive with maps. I didn't drive then, but yes. We used to you know, oh I am old. I, drove, I had I maps Quest. in my car. I had map quest. No, but, I had books of maps and actual maps. So my family, my parents did, my family, but when I started actually driving, but I also drove I, I started driving Oh, because you grew up in the city. Like I started driving late. I because you I grew didn't, up in yeah. San Francisco. I didn't That's drive why. until yeah. I was after um eighteen or something. Mm -hmm. Um but no, I do remember like I do remember going on road trips with my family and and my grandmother like can also just talk about like the different roads and how to figure out mm -hmm. things and places. And, and it's so interesting because there was so much mathematical reasoning about like mapping and being able to get to point A to point mm -hmm. B that people, again, like, you know, this is like my bread and butter with this podcast. Like I just want to normalize all things mathematical. And that's just one of the things like being able to get two places to read a map to understand distance to understand how far because those maps are like done incrementally like they, they're like they're the, supposed to be to scale yeah mm -hmm. yeah and so like you should be able to figure out like how far this point a is to point b based off of like measurement and just like the fact that people were doing this <laughs> and now like we don't i mean this goes back to me saying like i know a lot of numbers oh like, my phone number. yes, i remember phone a lot of phone numbers um, because growing up, I didn't have a cell phone and I just continued to do it. Like mm -hmm. I just try to dial people's numbers without scrolling. Like I try to like put their numbers in and kind of like memorize that stuff because it's an important skill mm -hmm. because when your phone dies or you're stranded right? and you're like, all I can call is 911 because that's the only number that I am familiar with familiar with. And I, I make that connection with like whole map quest. It's like, because with great technology, great advancements have happened a hundred percent, but how far do we, have we gotten away from like the basics mm -hmm. and the basics of understanding and how can we kind of like foster, um, but the, but the way that I navigated for her was because I only knew the alphabet. So I think I was like two or three and she would give me the map and she would tell me how to hold it. And she would say, okay, we're looking for a street that starts with the letter A. And as we would go, she would tell me the letters, the first letter. And I would look on the map to, and I would read the letters of all of the streets to help her figure out when she needed to turn. Carrie, you're also Nicola. I was not doing none of that. No, but the only reason that I, I was doing that, but that's why I, I credit it to my mom, yeah. right? Because my mom... She, she, I was her first child. Like she didn't know. Right. Yeah. So she was like, oh, let me just try Let me just see what happens. Yeah. And, but I, I think all of those things that she just like 
kind of let me try like, oh, maybe, you know, let me teach her this, let me teach her that because she didn't really know what I was supposed to be able to learn or not. I think it helped me because it made me like interested in learning, you know, like, oh, that's cool. Like I can actually help my mom. But she says I was like functionally helping her to navigate because my mom is not the best with directions. Mm -hmm. And so her toddler <laughs> helped her get from Are you good with directions? point A to point B. I'm not bad with directions out of sheer survival oh, okay. when I, from when I was a child. Yeah, yeah. I had a homie. I'm not going to put her name out here in the streets, but I had a homie that we were in grad school together. <laughs> and she lived like maybe 12 minutes away from me, getting on the freeway. Not hard. It was like you get on the freeway, you get off in like two stops, turn, turn, turn. Not hard. For like a year. She was using navigation to get to my house when we would commute together. And I remember the first time, uh, <laughs> I remember the first time she uh, came to my house without navigation. She was like, I got here on my own. I was like, I'm so proud of you. But yeah, she would get lost inside of a paper bag. Um, very smart woman, just directionally mm -hmm. challenged. And so I was like, man, we need to work on your spatial awareness to help you mm -hmm. figure out. Um, Nothing, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. But that's why some kids are so good at geometry. Yes. Because they have that spatial awareness and they can visualize things in their head, like yeah. all different directions. A little psych moment. Okay. So then you did a dinner party with your- My friends. Who are all- Professors. PhD professors. At yeah, UNLV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they had a, they also had their own little math trauma, which is very interesting because- it kind of runs the gamut of like your brother and your dad had have math careers. Mm -hmm. Your mom, for the most part, was a stay at home mom, which is a super math career. Let me be very clear. My mom's a stay at home mom, too. And they be doing all kind of math that. And then my mom became a banker. Oh, she did become a banker uh -huh, at B of A. When how were you when she was a banker? Maybe high school. Okay. Okay. So when you were older. And when I was, when she was in college, she was a teller at Wells Fargo. Okay. So she also did math, mathy stuff. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. most of these stories that she's talking about was pre her. Yeah. That's like when, when she went to Mission College. That's down here in San Jose. Mm -hmm, that was when we were in elementary school. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm saying like all of those people have different potential life experiences while they're in the moment of having these math moments. And so it, the fact that they all kind of have these big math moments, mm -hmm. it helps out, but yes. And um, yeah, so my friends all have PhDs. Mm -hmm. They're all professors at UNLV. And um, the thing that they shared was about their traumatic moments um, taking math classes, both in high school and in college and these nightmares that they had. Are we going to, are we going to play the audio for this or am I, do I need to tell the story enough without the audio? Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe we can. I, I guess, I don't know if I should say their names or not because I didn't ask them first. Well, you can, we can talk about add it in later when we edit <laughs> or, or you can just talk about the because it's it's the important the the dream like talk about that dream sequence i mean you can still maybe we can add that as a second or whatever mm -hmm. uh so 
two of my colleagues and they were so surprised that they had the same exact dream. They have this dream that they um, didn't pass a class, their math class, or they wake up and they didn't realize that they were enrolled in a class and they have this test. Well, okay, so there was two. One, one says that she woke up and said that she looked at her transcripts and realized that like okay. that, that she failed a math class and that she was going to have to go back to high, to school, high school as a 30 year old human. And they were going to have class. to take their class all over again. <laughs> and, and the second one said that one that you were talking about. Oh, that all their degrees get taken away. No, the first one said all her degrees get taken away. The second one talked about when you talk about having to take a math class and then upper division or like upper division class plus like English, like they had to go back to college to do those uh, classes, which the fact that they both are so far away from high school mm-hmm. and undergrad. <laughs> and also that math is not this arbiter of intelligence. Yes. At all, (laughs) at all. Um, So I think that that part is also really important for us to think about, for folks to think. I think a lot of people know that, and I don't know why in society we have this. I think that they know that on like a cardinal level, and all things are things are true inside the multiverse. I mean, like Mm -hmm. you know this stuff. You know, like my worth is not attached to grades. Like this is the thing I have with the kids all the time. I hate when kids email me like, how do I get an A in your class? Or I'm an A student. And when parents are like, my child's an A student. I'm like, why, why, like, why are we living in this very like... Well, you know, it's so interesting because I was listening to our episode 12 today uh-huh. and we talked about this. You talked about this. And I think the thing is, is that it's still we still live in a capitalist society. And so because of capitalism... You have to get these certain grades to get into the college that you want to go to, and they're they're ranked right. It's yeah. like certain colleges are respected, and you want to go to those schools, and so you end up in this rat race, this capitalist rat race of trying to get these grades in order to have entrance into these spaces. Yeah, and sometimes those things are like, I mean, I like I have lots of pride about going to Howard. Um, mm-hmm as an HBCU experience, especially coming from California. But like, outside of me, like having the banner in my school, because I'm a classroom teacher and I talk about the collegiate experience, like, I mean, that's not something that comes up. Like, you don't go into, like, people are looking at your, like, work ethic and your experience and your your ability to, to hold yourself. Um, and this is, a, this is a big issue, too, like, about what classes students need to take in order to be successful and if you don't have statistics or calculus by the time you reach 12th grade, all of a sudden, like you're behind in life. And it is a hard pill to swallow for students who are just trying to figure it out. And for somebody to tell you at 18 Mm -hmm. that you haven't measured up to some arbitrarily marker that most of the adults who are telling you probably didn't do it either, Mm -hmm. right? And then you find yourself just like, it's not, it's not okay. And this, and this is again, like, even though I'm going to speak in existence at this time, we have 206 subscribers, listeners across. I'm, I'm just going to throw that in my I, I love it. I love it. Uh, if we can have these conversations with these 206 people and have them have these conversations with one other 
person and just kind of like keep on talking to different people around like let's normalize all of the steps and it's not because we're trying to take away from people's math accomplishments we're not trying to take away from people's astute or their ability but we're we're just trying to make it so everyone can get everyone gets to sit at the table like everyone should be able to sit down and get up from the table when they want to right like i don't want to do this anymore and not be pushed away from the table and i think that that's i feel like that's super important yeah yeah um so we hope everyone tries out the dinner party protocol i know it's like boom 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 that's from episode nine nine episode nine that means that you have to listen beyond episode one hopefully uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully when Spotify gives us our wrap up for 2024, A, we'll have uh, almost 60 episodes. No, we have 13 now. So let's say we do one a week, 52 weeks. So hopefully we'll have closer to like 70 episodes. Uh, and um, and uh, folks would be excited to listen and to share and all that, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, this is a, this is a quick one. Yeah. It's okay. That's good. Yeah. Cause that means Let's hopefully people will listen to the whole episode. <laughs> Cause you know, they give us stats around starts and, and, and what percentage, how far people, what's the average of how far people listen. So we need to keep it, we need to keep it um, a sitcom episode. Oh, what is that, 30 minutes? It's less than that, it's probably like 23 minutes. Oh, um, commercials this is, and this everything? Is pro- this is this is probably closer to a one hour drama. This is like a Netflix episode? Yeah, 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 no commercials, no breaks. Mm-hmm. But you can pause and go pee. I did start, I did continue watching more of Lessons in Chemistry. Oh, how'd you like it? I'm on, I'm up to, oh, I guess I can't say, I don't remember what episode and I guess I shouldn't say what happens because it gives it away for people, but I like it. I like it. I, I can say it's, I'm at the part where she just started doing the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated um, show and mm-hmm. I I appreciate it. So good. Yeah, it's good. It's My good. mom encouraged me to keep watching it. Okay. Yeah, I think some some shows you have to get over hurdles of episode one and two to kind of like really get um, invested. Mm-hmm. And I think that also because we've come from a binge culture too, when you have to go back to watching every week, it's uh, hard to be like, wait, you mean I have to wait a whole week for this episode? That's what happened with Black Cake. I I actually finished Black Cake. Did I take that? And I have so many questions. Oh my god, so many questions. Me too. I I am gonna pick up the book. Uh, I actually am. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to buy the book for me and uh, my coworker, Ms. Honda, who's not listening to this podcast because Ms. Honda doesn't do podcasts. And I appreciate that. I still love you, Esther. You're still one of my <laughs> fan faves. Uh, um, but I'm going to get the Black Cake book for us. And I want us to kind of, mm. you know, listen mm-hmm. to it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we want to? Uh... Well, we want to wish everyone happy holidays with whatever you celebrate. I'm going to say happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, baby. If you don't know what Kwanzaa is, it's spelled Q, excuse me. I spelled that wrong. Ah! K-W-A-N-Z-A-A, Kwanzaa, seven days, you should look it up. Um, but yeah, 
set some uh, life goals. I don't want to say New Year's resolutions because I yeah, think I'm I read something into... like 14. Well, just after 14 days, people kind of give up. So mm. um, I say set some life goals and reflect and come back again. And we will continue to support that, you know, asking how you're doing every once in a while on this podcast. Like, how are you going with your life goal? Is it, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing to make yourself the best version of yourself as possible? And I think also to think about the things that did happen to you that were positive. Mm -hmm, To -hmm. reflect on the things that you are grateful for, even if it was a hard year. Yes, especially, especially if it was a hard year. I have some new teachers at my school and um, they're new to teaching. And so if you don't know, um, if you don't know, no matter how great or how uh, ready you think you are for being in a classroom teacher, no matter how um, well-versed you are in your content, it is like being thrown into the ocean with cement, with cement, yeah. with, with cement, cement shoes on yep. and just, and um, invisible cement shoes because people don't even know that you have it. And so I told both of them, well, I told one of them specifically, like, you know, you need to do a, uh, not a gratitude jar, but like write down every time there's something good happening in the class mm-hmm. and put it in a jar. Mm-hmm. And it's too, like every week you can look at it and also visually you'll see it mm-hmm. growing. Cause I think that that's super important because it's so easy to go to the negative. My coach used to tell me that all the time when we used to reflect on my lessons, the first thing I would be like, all these things went wrong. And he'd be like, well, let me tell you about all the things that I thought mm-hmm. were right. And so just having someone else to kind of help guide you. And this is someone who's been doing this thing for not as long as you carry, but you know. <laughs> I have been teaching for 24 years. <laughs> I've been with Aim High for 22 years since I was a wee bit lad. Um, so I think that um, it is important to just like focus on the thing and also take time and space to grieve what you have experienced. And I mm-hmm. think that. Um, Grieving looks different for everybody mm-hmm. and it manifests itself differently. And um, sometimes it hits you unexpectedly in moments that you're like, well, where did that come from? And just kind of like owning that and processing that because that's also uh, healing. The body holds trauma, right? And so how are you taking care of yourself to not only like don't uh, sunshine away your pain, because it also takes away from the things that you um, have experienced, but also um, take a moment to count your blessings and name them one by one. That's an old little gospel song. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And Carrie, we did this. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to appreciate you, Michelle, for your patience with me today. <laughs> Literal patience. <laughs> Waiting the minutes, sitting outside my house. <laughs> And for driving all the way down here to it's, San Jose. Okay, so it's not back like I drove so, in the country. Okay. It was, <laughs> so it we could see each other in person. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I got that to meet was, your parents. Yes. Because last time they disappeared on me when I came oh, to Vegas. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I know. So I know. And they're like little Keebler elves. I was like, I think they're here, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, we're going to go out to dinner. Yeah, we're going to dinner. I can see your childhood home. Carrie has a beautiful, uh, a beautiful Christmas tree that. Uh, I got to see through the window several times as I was uh, looking like a burglar, um, trying to get into the house. That's okay. 
okay. <laughs> this is a story that we will definitely uh, always talk about forever and ever and ever. Um, I also appreciate you, like, for again, for asking me to do this thing, you know, um, and I appreciate how proud you are of the podcast. Like, even ever, like, first of all, I would like listening to the podcast creates stress in me. And I know you always want me to listen to it before you approve it. And I like, to be honest, I like, to be, I like hit four points. I'm like, whoop, 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 whoop. Okay. Didn't say anything offensive. Yeah, go ahead, post it. Cause it's just like, it stresses <laughs> me out listening um, to myself. But I appreciate like how like proud and patient you are with our podcast. Like you're, and I'm not, I'm not not proud. It's just, uh, I need to learn how to like lean into the light of when you're doing things. And I think that is something that women, especially women of color have to kind of unlearn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm very privileged of my parents. I've been always super like proud and supportive. Even Matthew, like he's like, like even when I was younger, when he not I was younger, he wasn't born. When he was younger in elementary school, sometimes I would come to pick him up or have conferences, and the teachers would be like, "Yeah, I saw that video that you did." And I was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And he used to like show people like your commercials. Me, no, no, no. This is pre-commercials. Okay. Um, like stuff I did with Aim High on YouTube oh, or just like yeah. interviews or any kind of like, you know, whatever oh, he would like show people like. That's so cute. You know, this is uh, my mom. I don't, he, he ain't proud of me now, but you know, back in the day when he was a baby, it's okay. <laughs> He's a teenager. Bless his heart. Um, yeah. So I appreciate you just kind of like, just holding your own and really just like supporting. I mean, and to be honest, this our episode with Leanne is hella late because of me. I tried a billion and five times to try to um to edit it and it was just a hot mess. And then Carrie was able to be like, zoop, 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 zoop. I did put the I did put the laughing thing in. Yes, you did. You I did. did that. I noticed. Yep. And I think I put another uh I think that's it. Just a laughing thing. The clapping thing. Uh, and you did the um the audio clip in the beginning. I did. Yes. I did the, I, That's I did. actually complicated to do. I, I did. Yep. The, everything else was a hot mess afterwards, but I did those two things. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm excited for uh, this year, 2024, to be the year of abundance and growth yes. in both our professional, personal, and uh, I guess that's it, pers- per- per- professional, personal, health-wise, just a growth, abundance abundantly abundant that is our plan yes the what is it called again blessed and highly favored the blessed and highly favored plan <laughs> yes that's what we're subscribing to yes we put our applications in already that's the box we checked <laughs> no thank you everything else was like i am not a fan i am not 2023 kicked my butt and so i've done my i've done my part i paid my penis <laughs> not no more all right and um, okay All right, Carrie. Well, I'll see you in 2024. Yes. Woo woo. All right. Thanks, y'all.